1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome into the Divas Dish Podcast. I am Cherie Taylor along with... Elise Riley. And we are working... I'm actually from home studio today. Elise is in the studio studio. I'm not necessarily under the weather. I've got some medical stuff going on. About to have some surgery and... This morning, I woke up and I was like, hey, Elise, I've had all these tests for like weeks, been poked and prodded. I'm just not feeling it today. I'm going to phone it in. Literally, I'm phoning it in. I mean, it happens. And luckily, (laughs) we have the technology now to where we can do that. And it still sounds perfect. I know it took us a minute, like the outtakes of me getting everything set up because I couldn't decide if I was going with my AirPods headphones and earphones, or if I was going to go with my mic mic that we use in studio, the Shure mic that I use for my studio work. And so finally I'm having a hissy fit hitting my desk, literally having what my grandmother would have called a blue hissy. And thank God your camera was off, Elise. Thank God.
2: <laughs> it I was know, not pretty. Like we should have hit record. That would have been so funny
0: was like bad word, bad word, bad word. And I was not saying a bad word, but anyway, I think it's just everything going on. And Richard Edmond, who does traffic and uh, weather with channel four was going to be our guest diva today. He had some stuff going on and there was a choice word that we both used. It was some kind of show. And we're not talking about the big show from Sunday. It was some kind of show in everybody's life lately. And he goes, you know, I would agree with that. So he's going to be on with us next week, but the divas are here. We're soldiering through. And, um, We are going to talk about the big game. What was your favorite part? Was it the commercials? Was it the game or was it the halftime show? Oh, halftime, 100%. I know, right? My kids were traumatized as soon as the halftime show came on because, um, you know, I got them from their dad earlier in the afternoon. And so we kind of ate, you know, coming back up the road. However, later on, I bought the stuff to make like nachos and stuff like that because they love nachos. So I was making that in the kitchen right ahead of halftime. And as soon as that was done, halftime show came on. On. I walked out of the kitchen, hit all the lights off and it was just the TV blaring and the lights from the TV. And then mama started getting a little crunk in here. <laughs> Austin goes, mom, good Lord. Why are you dancing that way? Exactly. And I was like, because I can. And he just looked at me and goes, you're a mom. I'm like, I wasn't always a mom.
2: <laughs> oh, Because that is the way, like you can't just sit there and watch
0: No. Oh my gosh. It's like, I I don't know if I had more smiles on my face when Dre started singing or if it was Snoop or when Mary J. Blige just came out. First of all, her outfit. Incredible. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Jody this morning online. And, you know, she's like, I wanted to call it the snooper bowl over and over again. And they wouldn't let me. I was like, yeah, I get that. But I would be so here for calling it that. And then she goes, I'm so here for Mary J. Blige's boots. And I said, honey, that whole outfit, I'm wondering if I can get away with it at the Broadcasters Association. Do you think I can go and get my star Wars dress like Mary J. Blige this year? I would be like, look,
2: I'm a star. I'm glittery. I am reflective. <laughs> Like that was the best outfit ever.
0: And I'm showing just a little bit of thigh, just a little bit, just a little bit. Girl was working it. Mm, she was amazing. The whole
2: thing was absolutely amazing. They brought 50 Cent down from the ceiling, just oh like my in gosh. his video.
0: Oh so, my gosh. He did that. I love it. And you know, we've talked about uh 50 Cent in one of his songs before. You've mentioned that actually kind of on the last one um for what you walked out of out of your reception to, so yes anyway there you go girl but you know of course the memes are going around about him and you know what i love our mutual friend julie sent this meme back she goes ain't none of y'all the same size y'all were back when he did that video originally so okay come on (laughs) bring it on and you know everybody's just kind of poking fun at it but hey Yeah, he's got, he's like, he's not fat, he's bulky, he's bulky, he's bulked up, but he lost weight one time for a film role where he got like dangerously thin where he was playing a cancer patient, if you remember that from a few years ago, but he still was able to hang upside down from the ceiling and perform. How amazing was that?
2: And the video of him getting up there was very, very impressive because when we were watching on the television, we didn't see all of that. And so of course it leaked, you know, from people that were actually in the crowd of him going up and holding on and
0: hoisting his body up there. It was it was some aggressive strength. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, do not make fun of him. There's like protein shakes in the candy shop or something he was going Oh for. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had to get that one in there. And you know, he looked amazing and I thought that was great. Everybody was just awesome. And you know how we've got like the, you know, kids, my kids or whatever, they, they think it's funny to call everybody a boomer. And I'm like, first of all, we are Gen Xers or early millennials, however you want to put it. I said, we all were having a flashback moment. Nothing else in the world mattered. All this crap that's been going on for two years. Nothing else in the world mattered. We were all transported back in time. And yep. that was so awesome. And of course, I've been listening, you know. I, I love Dre anyway. I know that's one of those things that most people, that's what we were going to talk about. The popular, and not so popular opinions and and things that we like. You found out when we were having lunch last week that I was a huge Beastie Boys fan (laughs) because they came on and I knew every word. And you're just looking at me. You're like, really, really? We are three songs deep and you have not stopped with every lyric. And I'm like, that's me. That's my, that's one of those things that most people wouldn't know about me. I'm like, if they pull out some rage against the machine, I know that too. And I also know all the words to California love as so does my 11 year old Bennett. He's sitting on the couch. All of a sudden you hear California love and he knew every word. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should rethink what I listened to in the car sometime.
2: <laughs> See, my kids were in the bed. I was like, You y'all are too young. Y'all are not going to understand, especially of course the baby's already asleep. But with Ella, you know, she's not going to understand. She's not going to get it. So she wasn't going to take it out for me. She was not going to ruin it. I needed that nostalgia. So she was already in the bed.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like I literally hushed Austin up. He goes, Mom. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is my moment. You do whatever. And he goes, okay, boomer. I looked at him. I said, don't make me put a cap in your ass. (laughs) Seriously. Ew. I was like, do you not know what we're listening to here? You got to hear some songs. I got a little Eminem for you, a little Dre. And oh, yeah, we're going to pull out some Tupac. And speaking of which, everybody was talking about there was going to be a Tupac hologram. There was Mm -hmm. not. And was that just like smokescreen or people just wishful thinking?
2: I have no idea. I saw that going around on social media as well. And so I just, you know, I guess I was kind of hoping that that would happen. Maybe. I mean, it's not like it needed any more hype than it already
0: had. Mm. And they were so buttoned up with security ahead of time. so no, I mean, because you can look inside the stadium because the glass all around, but they had it so buttoned up. Nobody knew what was going on because there were even reports that outside the neighbors were so upset because, because all week long, they were blaring red hot chili peppers and Bon Jovi. So people could not pick up any of the music or anything going on because people were standing hilarious. outside trying to pick out stuff of course they were i'm like don't ruin it for yourselves i know or us i I know don't 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 this is one thing i did not want to spoiler alert for and you know what it was better than i could have imagined because you know when you see some things and you're, you're like the legends in your mind or the legends you grew up listening to are not who they were before i mean it's like ooh, okay because there has been uh, i like, I will say Guns N' Roses show I went to and Axel coming out looking not like Axel that I remember. And I think you received one of those texts as well as one of my friends. Uh, some choice words I said about Axel. I was like, oh my God, is it Axel? Is it not? Or is it Aunt Clarabelle? I have no idea. Yeah, this happened that- to me when I,
2: when I saw Cardi B. She wasn't all she cracked up to be either. Oh, wow. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's kind of heartbreaking when you see that. But this show was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep, And then of course, yeah. And of course I'm educating them on everything that I was like, you know, Dre's done this, that, and the other. And I said, oh yeah, those beats that you love, guess who invented those? Guess who did this? And if it wasn't for Dre, half of the music that you hear today wouldn't even have been thought of. Three quarters of the performers in the hip hop and rap scene would have never made it to where they are if it wasn't for Dre. Yep.
2: A hundred percent. And I, Absolutely loved every single minute of it, and I'm hoping that they will continue it. Like I, it was you that posted that meme about how they should oh, yeah. go on tour. They should
0: exactly. Oh yeah, dear. You know, one thing because I borrowed that from a friend's page. One thing I I did see I wanted to fix on it, but everybody else has shared it, so I didn't want to goof it up for them. They said Mr. Dre. I'm like, no, he is Dr. Dre. He is always Dr. Dre. And it was Mrs. Blige, Mr. Dog, and then. Mr. Scent, and the scent was upside down, and that cracked me up so bad. That and was I so t- funny. I was telling somebody that I'm expecting that to be on Saturday Night Live. Kenan Thompson, get ready, because I have a feeling upside down fitty scent is going to be you this week. Oh, for sure. And speaking of Saturday Night Live, Colin Jost, who is married to Scarlett Johansson, we have seen them the week leading up to the big game, and of course the Alexa can read your mind ads, which I wish Alexa could, but I'm glad that she can't because it would be very scary, but I think they do kind of tap into what you're feeling or thinking, because there's been some things that come up. It's like, suggesting this for you, and I'm like, nah, I do think I would like that. (laughs) But yeah, so those ads were great, The There were some other ones that did that you know if alexa could read your mind those were not just that one what was your favorite surprise uh commercial during the show
2: um i don't know if i had so much of a favorite commercial as a whole but i did have several favorite like commercial cameos
0: yeah. um
2: i thought it was really cool when Lindsay lohan popped up in the uh, planet fitness, fitness. commercial because mm-hmm. she looks so good good for her good for and her she's so, had a longer road Exactly, and I'm so excited to see her new movie she's got coming out for Netflix, and so I was excited to see her pop up and another one of my favorites, um, of course, you mentioned the Alexa ad. That one was awesome. Oh, yeah. My other favorite, though, when Jim Carrey came back as the cable
0: guy for Verizon. Oh, that was cool. The Miley and Dolly compilation. Do it for the phones. That was hilarious. I like that, that one. That was good. And the one that blew me away that had I had no idea was coming, the guy from Scrubs, which made my heart so happy. Because I knew about, you know, I love Seth Rogen and I love Paul Rudd. Such a bald one. 23 years on and however many years on past clueless he still looks the way he looks it's amazing but they had that one together we knew they had that one because they had like the little trailer they were playing you know before the game however when the scrubs guy came out the first thing i texted you i'm like does this count as a clueless reunion because you got paul rudd you got it donald Faison, who was in scrubs who was also in clueless does that almost count like a uh, clueless reunion I mean, I feel like at this point we'll take anything we can get. Yeah, because Stacy, she's not. I mean, she's doing stuff with Fox News now, and Brittany's no longer with us, and you know, Alicia Silverstone, she's kind of doing her own thing.
2: Yep, I feel like any anything from I don't know. I feel like they need to do a Clueless reunion, just like a sit down. We're not touching the movie. We don't
0: need any more. We don't need nothing. No, no. There's there can only be one share in Clueless. I want to say that clearly in front of you so you do not rip my larynx out okay Yeah, and come through this computer I know right no you know I love me some share oh yeah one more thing that I loved the commercial of course we saw that leading up because we had it on our website the one with Dr. Evil the whole squad comes back yep. and Scott has a baby I think that's great I shall call him baby me his name is Kyle <laughs> I think it's great speaking of things that we love I'm not the biggest on the Hearts and Flowers movies, right? Romantic movies, they have to have an edge. They have to have an arc. They actually have to be believable for me. But I do love The Notebook. And Nicholas Sparks lived in Simpsonville and he was a pharmaceutical sales rep when he wrote The Notebook way back in 1994, 95. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. And did you know on our website, we have a link up under our movies and events and outings kind of section. Over on the right hand side, that you can get paid a thousand dollars to watch Nicholas Sparks' movies and take a test afterwards. Did you know I, that? I mean, sign me up. Like, I did uh... sign up this morning. I signed up and they're like, why would you want to do that? And I'm like, oh, I do totally believe that love, all-consuming love that just rips your heart apart is out there for all of us. We just have to let go and let it find us. And <laughs> it's like, and the fact that, you know, I'm originally from the upstate and that's where Nicholas Sparks wrote the notebook. I thought that was a nice connection. So I'll wait to see because you actually have to have a valid answer for why you want to do it it's just not like anybody can jump on they have to select you so it's kind of cool that's up on our website and you've got until the middle of march i think actually it's march 7th i believe to get those entries in so i got my entry in this morning i'm so excited so if that happens we're gonna binge those together and i'll share the money with you if we win the test okay i see i'm
2: still a little hurt that i didn't get chosen to do the one where they were gonna pay people to watch friends
0: uh yeah you you already have you already know Maybe they'll they'll redeem themselves this time. We get to watch movies. I know. And then they give you like a $50 Amazon card (laughs) for just to pay for watching the movies. And I'm like, oh, I got Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. it's like Thanks for that little extra. Yeah. I'm right on it. So yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that we could do that. So that's one of those things that most people, because I always make fun of like hearts and flowers and all that other stuff. But there's certain things like the love that they had Noah and Allie did in the notebook rip your heart apart, just rip it out of your chest, all consuming have to be with this person. That's the kind of love I believe in. And I'm not going to sell it for anything less. So there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that and movie so- Oh, yeah, it's so good. And it'll come on and it'll pop up in my suggestions either on Amazon Prime, HBO Max or Netflix, whatever it happens to be on that month. And I'm like, oh, you know me so well, streaming services. You secretly. It's like I'll watch that and then I'll turn around and watch Dead again.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. mine, uh, My Nicholas Sparks one that Netflix uh, sucked me into was The Lucky One. Mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix right now. And that's the Zac Efron one. And I'm like, don't mind if I do Netflix. Oh, I watched you yesterday.
0: You know my Zach Ephron story, right? Oh, Um, yeah. That, yeah. I was like this close. I got the callback. I would have been in a film and a scene with um, De Niro and Efron. And that breaks my heart. I didn't get it. I got the callback and everything. Oh, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. So now it's like when you see the person, that's one thing about acting. Cause look, we've all done that in radio. Somebody gets a job that you wanted, that you knew you'd been great for. And then you see the person that you got the job. You're like, mm-hmm. all right. Anybody does that in any career. Okay. Oh, yeah. But you can imagine actors with their egos and their pettiness and and all this other stuff and they're training and they're like mm-hmm. so it's like I'll see the person that got that role and I'm like yeah well she looked older than me maybe I was just too young for the part blah 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 <laughs> exactly. what it was what it was I was too tall to stand next to De Niro in this because I was supposed to stand next to De Niro and he was supposed to come on to me yeah he's teeny tiny yes I know I look like a giant next to him <laughs> That's what, what's one thing in acting. They always ask for your height. I had to submit something the other day for a um, national commercial. And of course, I had to say my location, am I available to travel, and my height. So I may start lying about my height, but that's one thing you can't really lie about. You can show up on set, and if you're still tall, taller than the lead, you won't get the part. Oh, so. yeah. But anyway, so there's that. There's that story. And also, there was House of Cards. that There was a scene that um I got uh, invited to audition for. Audition got the call back, and then after all of this, it went to a very effeminate guy. Oh, I'm like, okay, so that's not what they were looking for. Obviously, they were not looking for me. <laughs> Yeah, but Zach Efron, I'd be all about it. Maybe I should. Maybe you should write that in or something. It's like my, my streaming service already stalks me with every Nicholas Sparks movie that I could ever have. So, yeah, I'm ready for this test. That would be kind of funny. But if they select both of us, Elise, that would be funny for us to go head to head to see how much we actually know.
2: Oh, there's no way you can beat me. I've read all of the books. I've seen all of the movies multiple times. This one, this is one that I definitely would have in the bag.
0: But if I was a bird, would you be a bird? Yeah. That's the least. That's my least favorite
2: of all Nicholas Sparks movies. Is the Notebook. Wow, the one I have to like force myself to watch.
0: Are you kidding me? Oh uh huh. I right. like the obscure ones. I like Message in a Bottle. Oh, that's a great one. That's a mm-hmm. great one. Speaking of, speaking of a House of Cards, Robin Wright's in that. <laughs> yes. See And Kevin Costner, it all comes back. We talked about Kevin Costner last time and Yellowstone. So there it is. See, everything we do, it all connects. It does all connect. Isn't that just the universe going, hey, let's take a big old circle back to this conversation. And the universe brings us wonderful things. And so I was doing some show prep yesterday drop the boys off at school, sometimes I sit in my car. And I know that sounds insane to people. Sometimes I sit in my car and decompress before I go on the house because sometimes I work for the home studio. Sometimes I work from the studio studio. However, when I'm working from the home studio, I want to decompress because as soon as I walk in from dropping the boys off at school, I've got the animals and they're like, Hey, Hey, what are you doing? What do you know? Blah, 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 right up in your face. So it's like, I can sit in the car and I'm the only one with the keys to the car and I'll show prep. Sometimes I'll go through my phone. I sent you a link to something for Valentine's day. They are trying to, in the UK, encourage these monkeys in captivity to reproduce more. So there's uh, they're on the endangered species list. And I sent it to Elise and I said, Hey, here's a story that will get the love going for anybody. It's not just us. Not just us that loves the Barry White and the Marvin Gaye. They had a Marvin Gaye impersonator come into a monkey forest. I'm not sure if I was more impressed that there is a Marvin Gaye impersonator going around England or that he's going around England singing in monkey forest. And there's a such thing as a monkey forest. I know. Who knew? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, I'm so there for it though. I am so there for it. I'm sitting here about, cause it's like, I've got my laptop recording and then I've got my computer computer. So I've got like the keyboard and the laptop. I'm like, Which one do I look up Monkey Forest with? So let me just do that really, really
2: quick. Story, the story cracked me up because they were talking about how it was originally conceived as a publicity stunt. They were going to use it as a way to promote their zoo
0: or whatever it is called a monkey forest it's actually the UK's Trinum monkey forest and they have Barbary macaws there that mate there and they're trying to get 140 of them to mate and let's see what happens so if they 140 mate that would be 70 possible babies if not more yeah it, cra-
2: it said that they originally didn't want like didn't really think this would work but then apparently it it has Apparently, the monkeys responded.
0: I'm sorry. Have you ever heard Let's Get It On? Right? I'm sorry. That was the song my, we were talking about, uh, songs and weddings. That was the song that I made my mom fear I was going to play walking back down the aisle from my wedding. Of course, I got married in an Episcopal church in a very high service, so that didn't happen. We weren't even allowed secular music, including the wedding march. That's that's one of those things in the high church. You cannot have a secular song, and the wedding march is considered a secular song huh. so I kept telling my mom no we're gonna walk back down the aisle to let's get it on mom had this fear of me actually doing that and pulling that off but we didn't but Marvin Gaye come on you hear Marvin Gaye and you're like oh yeah because I mean even going back to the Dr. Evil and the Austin Powers it's like quiet time you know as soon as they go let's get it on I just
2: I want to know what it was like, like in the vicinity of this place, because it's an open air, you know, conservation place. So, I mean, were people just randomly walking down the street like,
0: wait, is that Marvin Gaye? Well, you know, I I think they probably had it like, um, let me see if I can look on the whole story David, a highly experienced love song guru, sang several Marvin Gaye classics to the monkeys while us in amongst them. So he was in the middle of the monkeys, which, by the way, they will walk up to you in the monkey enclosure in the forest. And they seem very relaxed and full of love. I'm sorry, Marvin Gaye's songs do relax me. So do Barry White's songs. They make my heart race a little bit. But even, even there's a song, Let's Marvin Gaye and Get It On. Come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, so the, uh, yeah, that is Charlie Puth. And who sings it with him? Uh. Ah, uh, Megan Trainer. Yep, 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 yep. So the Marvin Gaye is legendary, not only for Charlie Puth and Megan Trainer, but also for a Monkey Forest in the UK. So I'm like, oh my gosh, there was a comedy show years ago, sketch comedy show years ago on MTV called The State. Okay, so you know, on Friends, of course, look who I'm talking to. Of course, you know, on Friends, Joey had the hand twin that he met out in Vegas. You know the one I'm talking about. Yes, Thomas Lennon. Yes, he was on the state years ago and he played this guy that um was being interviewed by like a um, animal rights activist or something. And he was talking about how he um what he specializes in to advance primates, it's called monkey torture. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the guy he was interviewing him, is like, I'm sorry that's called what? Yes, we call it monkey torture. So this was not monkey torture. What this was, was monkey love. And this sounds more like something from Ace Ventura that would happen on Ace Ventura.
2: It does. It really does.
0: So yeah, that that story will be up under the podcast. We'll have a link to that because we did not make it up. And there are so many jokes here, but apparently the monkeys were getting into the music. It was chilling out the vibe. And of course, a lot of grooming, a lot of nitpicking, which is not a bad thing when you're a monkey, when you're in a relationship and you nitpick, that's not a good thing. But if you're a monkey, that's a sign of, I love you. So did you know that? Yes. So there. So no monkey torture at all, little monkey love. And we'll find out, I guess, come summer, if they're going to be a bunch of little primates running around. That would be kind of cool and exciting. That would be kind of cool. I hope that it works. Because if it works, I'm going to get in touch with him. We're going to do an interview. And I think that needs to be a magic road trip just to see something called a monkey forest.
2: Oh, yeah. I want to see the monkey forest. And I want to see the baby monkeys that are now going to happen. I
0: know. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? Okay, Elise, I named some of mine that most people would not know about me. Popular or unpopular opinions. Something that you love or hate that would surprise people. Um, I like to read, I like to read fan fiction. <laughs> I know, I know you've told me and I'm like, what? Okay, yeah. go ahead.
2: Yeah, I like to read fan fiction. Um, For those who don't know, fan fiction is, it's basically it's unknown, unknown writers. These, you know, are just regular people and they write stories based on characters from movies, TV, you name it, you know, they, and they post them all to this different fan fiction sites and you can comment on them and rate them and, you know, give them ideas and it's it's a really fun community
0: now my son is all about the disney fan fiction and uh, oh well what if bruno actually Got in a boat, rode across the ocean, and ended up over having a child. Blah 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 in Spain. He was trying to like connect two different Disney films, and a lot of people try to connect Disney films all the time. So my son, my 11 year old, is also into fan fiction. So every time you tell me something, I'm like, This is like having a grown up conversation with Bennett. And then sometimes I'm looking at Bennett and going, This is like having a not so grown up conversation with Elise.
2: Yeah, yeah, fan fiction is that's like my one random guilty pleasure. That I no. No one would
0: ever know. We'll see. No one ever knew until, well, some people did know that about me until we go to lunch last week at Yard House and I start busting out the Beastie Boys and you're just looking at me in shock. You're like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I offend? You're like, no, you shocked me. So that's my, uh, that's my one of those things. I think every time on the podcast, we need to start doing those things that you did not realize about the divas.
2: Oh, yeah. Because there's always the obvious things, the things that we've complained about before that we had, like, you know, (laughs) mayonnaise. But there's there's those other
0: things that are shocking. We like to keep to ourselves. And I do love me some Marvin Gaye. I love me some Marvin Gaye. The voice, baby, is what that is. Is that voice? It's like, ooh, I'm butter. <laughs> so you told us already that you
2: you know you like the Beastie Boys and that kind of thing. But what about something that you hate that
0: surprise <laughs> people? That's gonna surprise people. Well, and it, it it's 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 um. I can't get past it. And I think I've told you that kind of when we were talking one day, I kind of made a joke about somebody that I used to date when I was in college. And my dad said, oh, God, please tell me this isn't serious because his voice would drive me crazy if I had to hear that the rest of my life. And I know it would drive you crazy. I don't like thick Southern male accents. I don't. I don't like the darling, the sugar, the this, that, and the other. It creeps me out. I don't know why. I just, I cannot date a man with a thick Southern accent. I just can't. That's hilarious. I can't. And I can't because it's like I saw this real like this guy goes, you know why women love country singers? It's because we all talk like this. And I'm like, no, honey, that's not it. That actually creeps me out. I find it condescending. I don't like it. I mean,
2: it makes sense, though. Like, I mean, it, it could come off as condescending, especially if you're not used to it or if you're not normally around that kind of thing. I'm not a big fan of the pet names. Strangers call you that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's certain. I mean, I call everybody sweetie. At some point in time, it that's just who I am. And it's just kind of the abfab in me because I do love me some abfab, The sweetie darling, that kind of thing. But yeah, some things is like I had this one guy try to call me sugar one time and I'm like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-mm, we are not going to do that. I mean, it's a, you know, you can't describe it. It's just a personal preference. And then, you know, some guys will get offended, but these guys have no problem tell you they won't date somebody if they have extra weight on them or if they don't have boobs or if they do have boobs or if they have a big butt or they don't have a butt but they get offended if you say I don't date I just don't it's just not my thing don't like super southern accents I think they're charming and cute but I won't date somebody with one nope Not my thing.
2: Yeah. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. It's not, it's there's such a double standard when it comes to that.
0: It is. It is. And so that's my whole thing. It's just that whole, it's like, it drives me nuts. I'll be friends with you for the rest of your life. But a thick Southern accent is an automatic pass with me when it comes to dating. Mm -mm. That's just so funny. That's definitely not what I was expecting. I I don't know what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. You're like I know so much about you already, and that was that you remember the joke I made about that guy I used to date in college. And my dad's like, "Oh, honey, please tell me this is not serious." And he knew. My dad knew. My dad's like, "Oh, I know you so well." So those are the things this week you never knew about the divas. We'll have a new set next week, and of course, if you are anywhere near your smartphone, which you should be because we all are near our smartphones. Actually, those are our new best friends, aren't they? Oh yeah. Okay, so then you get on your smartphone, you download the Odyssey app. It's absolutely free. Get it now at the Apple Store, Google Play. You can make magic your favorite. And while you're doing that, be sure to like and subscribe to the Deep Stitch Podcast because it's inside the Odyssey app. It's also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, whatever streaming service it's on, we are there and of course, we also now have a Facebook page, so go and like and subscribe and share the Facebook page, because we'll be giving you some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and the little reels that we do, and even some of the outtakes, because our out the, the podcast is funny. The outtakes are hilarious. Always. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Divas Dish Podcast. I'm Elise Riley. And I'm Cherie Taylor. And this is...
1: An Odyssey Station.